We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Whether you're a duck or whether you're a beaver, your fantasy team needs a new receiver. It's Danny and Dusty at lunchtime every day. Maybe you're a tortured fan of Rip City. Danny and Dusty are here to take pity, hoping there's not a center with bad knees on the way. Talking noon till three, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Yep, I'm singing again, because they haven't said I can't. Danny and Dusty love the teams the rest of us revile. Raising a Blazers banner would make it all worthwhile. Noon till three. An Odyssey station. Hour number three on Danny and Dusty. On a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. Made more wonderful by Ian Carmel joining us in the first hour and a half of the show. Yeah, it was great. He was here from twelve thirty to one thirty. We had a we had a good conversation with. It's been a good three days for old Danny and Dusty with uh, Carmel. Yeah, Brooke Olsen Dam on Monday, X Golf on location yesterday. Ian Carmel today. Let's go. I like uh, the it. whole hour of Ian Carmel already up on the uh, website too hey. for podcast. There you go. I mean, start listening to it at two fifty five twenty. Yes, wait until after the show. But yeah. it's well, there. I mean, it'll be there is, waiting for you. That's when the 7, show 7, ends. Two fifty five seven oh one tonight. Twenty after Isaac and Sue. Ah, screw them. Um, <laughs> they do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also watch on uh, ten eighty or YouTube dot com backslash ten eighty am the fan Woo-hoo. as well as twitch dot com backslash ten eighty am the fan and of course you're uh, listen on uh, terrestrial radio ten eighty the fan dot com or ten eighty am not 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 dot com. It's not on am. Did you have a stroke? I did. Are yeah. you okay? No, I'm not. I, I definitely, I had too many backslash 1080 AMs of fans in there. Yeah, I got this here channel on YouTube chat. Uh, he said Richard Lewis died. We saw that as well. Yeah. Uh, that sucks, man. Richard Lewis, comedian, actor. I mean, so many things that we remember him from. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's going to be really interesting to see what the tribute is, this being the final season of Curbed, the fact that they've recorded the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, but Richard Lewis, also Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yes, like that, that was my first introduction to him. Uh, I mean, as the sheriff brilliant. of Rottingham, just brilliant. And uh, it, it dead at seventy six years old, yeah. man. Uh, which I mean, that's a good run. That's a good run. That's a good run. But I, I, mean, I, still if I hit seventy six. That's that's that's. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it's I think it's above I think average. I, I, I think I, I, I think no way. I think men is I think it's men at seventy two. I mean, that's not the run that we want to have. 
I think it. I think mid to late eighties is 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 a good run for me. I feel like I'm going to be way too broken at that point in time. At that point in time, I said that, that's what. <laughs> hence my point. We're doubling my age. Like I don't. Nah, I don't dude. know if like uh, you'll be a cyborg by then. I mean, I think you'll. I think you'll be, be good. It. I, I I know you wouldn't be against it. Danny the Murderbot. Okay, maybe we need to rethink this. <laughs> maybe seventy six is good. Maybe you need to be a. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to be a government experiment experiment where they put the chip in your brain that they can turn they oh, can turn it you off. You turn me over to Elon Musk to over to get Skynetted. Yeah, yeah, that seems not fun. Yeah, like everything about the Neuralink. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, I don't want that. Like, if you you think of a song and then it starts playing in your head, no. That sounds you like, don't know what my brain does That sounds like all the day worst long. way ever to never sleep again. I have a squirrel brain. Uh, yes. Could you imagine that? Like, the one good part of that is you would never not get that song that you're like, what is the name of that song? Because you would have it in your brain because you'd be like LinkedIn. But also, like. You would go from that to like, oh my God, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? 18 hours later, why are my bloodshot eyes still open? Because your brain just would not shut off. Yeah, it doesn't seem good. It doesn't it seems seem like good. a form of torture. I think that's exactly what it is. I, mm-mm, I'm, mm-mm, I'm out. I'm out. I don't want it. But now I am thinking about the murder bot. Okay, of course you are. Um, but I want you to stop thinking no about that. No fingerprints. Because you are going to go way too far and you're going to end up in jail because of this. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm not going to leave a trace. Like wh- I could easily, like I could have, I could have tracks and then switch out my tire tread. I could, I, I, I could put like tire tread on from like an 87 Buick. I could go full cousin, uh, uh, my cousin uh, Vinny, go, go pause attraction. This is already just, just leaving idea. like false patterns. This is not good. This There's is, no DNA. This is not good. I don't, this is not going to go anywhere. I'm like that finishes happy for anyone. Well, the downside of this is like I, like my like I'd probably have like video cameras, so there'd be like recorded evidence. Okay, you need to just stop thinking about you this. You know what I mean? This like, is not a hard, good. It's like a hard drive for, for a brain. This is a bad life choice. I have to like no, have like, certain things wiped. Yeah, we. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'd have to go in and make. Are we sure. talking again about when you're old and broken? You're yeah. a serial killer, Danny. <laughs> That, that's what you. That's the path you've chosen. I, I'm, I'm picturing like a slightly more murderous J five. I don't know what that means. Johnny five. Uh, J five. Yeah. Johnny number five. Yeah. You went short circuit yeah. and you called him J five. Yeah, Apparently, J5. Danny and Johnny number five are tight. Yeah. <laughs> J five is alive on a nickname basis. Johnny yeah. number five. Five J5 is alive. Is alive. Come on now. I am standing here beside myself. <laughs> that's the one that doesn't get the uh... Los Locos kick your ass. Yeah, having a white guy Los play an Indian dude. Face. Going brown face. Los yeah. Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. That and I think uh, I don't remember. That must have been. That was probably before even uh, C. Thomas Howell doing. Soul Man. Oh. Ooh, that might be right around the same time. Yeah. Soul Man might be even earlier. Really? Yeah. But yeah, Short Circuit still gets like the wholesome, like, oh yeah, totally fine. But then you're like, why is that white guy doing a Indian voice in Brownface? Soul Man was it, 1986. Short Circuit, later, 86 as well. Yes. Oof. Oof, later than I thought. May 9th was Short Circuit release date. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the release date. Here. If this is gonna be, if this is gonna be like May of '86, being the most problematic month <laughs> in movie history, right? 
Uh, let's see here. Blackface and brownface, really popular. May of 86. Were they, were they both produced by Harvey uh, Weinstein? Oh, God. October 1986. Oh, oh so, so short, short circuit. circuit set I the... got them by five months. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Slightly more, so more, make them slightly slightly more problematic more by less. five months. Or does that make them less because they were earlier? <laughs> no, I think, I think that... I think yeah. they got it. They okay. got it. Yeah. I was going to try and give them a chance. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Neuralink is called, this texture is great. Vancouver Ford Texan. It's called living with ADHD. That's about right. Like just Yeah, but this time it has boom, all the boom, answers. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but that doesn't help. Oh, that that's just means saying. more questions. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying is it just keeps going yeah. where sometimes you you get lost in your fog. We of, don't need that. Of like, I'm just not going to get the answer. Yeah. And you just kind of... <laughs> Now all of a sudden you're getting the answers, and now you're, now the scroll of questions. I don't want it. Doesn't stop. No, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. I'm out. Now I'm speaking out. of questions, NFL players up and down the hey, league ooh. were asked a question about everything about their franchise, good, bad, or otherwise. Turns out, uh, even though you could be a perennial Super Bowl contender, your ownership can actually still be cheap and awful. We'll get to that here. Come up on Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Truly a wonderful thing. The NFLPA's annual survey that is completely anonymous that uh, highlights the highs and lows across the NFL as it pertains to the non-football product, i.e. the head coach, ownership, strength coaches, amenities, travel, how teams take care of their families, all of the ins and outs. And uh, players really don't mince words in the comment sections, and the grades are pretty revealing. It's not quite that anonymous when you break it out into you either are the highest ranked or the lowest ranked, right? Because mm-hmm. that means like Andy Reid came into this. He's the number one coach in the NFL. Players, yes. every single player had positive things. Right he's or die A plus, Reed. number one uh, rated coach in the in the NFL by his own players. And th- these are your organization only, not any other organization mm-hmm. that you've it's played internal. for or that you come across. It is all internal. So it is anonymous and they're not going to gain a whole heck of a lot if you have a lot of like bees or whatever because that means you guys some guys are up some guys are down sure. you're probably doing okay in this but when you have resounding a's or resounding f's that's when the alarm signals start 
like sounding. The, the 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 other side of the coin to Andy Reid's coaching is the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels, who was despised, who graded yeah. out as a D and the worst coach in the NFL. That is not a surprise one bit. Zero upsets but there. Then you have a lot of the coaches, you know, some of the coaches that were even fired in this cycle. They didn't get the marks that you would think that they would garner because if you look at a guy like uh, Brandon Staley, who we all were like, dude just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. He's 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 not it. He is doesn't have control of the team. He looks like he lost the team. Uh, what he graded out as a B by his by his own players. That doesn't seem like a guy that uh, it should have been count canned as resounding. But if you also look at it, or the Panthers, they gave an A minus. He was yeah. Well, Frank Wright. And uh, here's the thing. If your organization is dysfunctional and your coach is calling good, it disorganized and dysfunctional, he they're well, riding with course. him. They're going to ride with him because Frank Reich was just trying to cook with the ingredients he was given by ownership and management. There's only so much you can he do. Was cooking, he was trying. He was asked to make a meal with sponge and cork. And the the bad thing though is if you have a first year head coach who doesn't get an A, mm-hmm. because then it's like that new blood, that fresh face, Bro-ro-ro. and new voice. That is a, a horrible sign. Yeah. So that Frank Reich at least is resonating with his players. What I found, I mean, there's things that you can, I mean, people are breaking down every which way, but what I find fascinating is as a whole, the Kansas City Chiefs organization ranks 31st out of 32 NFL teams by its own players. And Andy Reid is the number it's one the coach. Race. They would be unequivocally dead last. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Andy Reid, Andy Reid took first place as as the head coach. Their next highest ranking was 18th, and that was treatment of families. They got a they got a D plus by their players, which 18th and getting a D plus tells you how players across the league feel their families are treated by the organizations, including the L.A. Chargers, which was hilarious. The L.A. Chargers charge players $75 a pop for um, child care on game day mm-hmm. or $75 for your first child, $50 for each additional child. The other one was on the travel side of things, the Holy crap. Buccaneers charge rookies $1,750 for flights. Anybody, well, flights? Or for accommodations. For No, if you want to have your own room, yeah. 17, and you have less than four years, not even rookies. Yeah. If you're in your rookie deal, rookie deal, four years or less of service, you have to pay $1,700 to have your own room on the road. In that multi billion dollar company, this is where we are, we are all surprised about owners trying to flee cities for new stadiums. Shouldn't be, they're cheap. They are in the Patriots, in Robert Kraft, the, the Patriots and are the Chiefs notoriously are cheap, both horribly rated, but Kansas City. They got an F in nutrition, locker room, training staff, and an F minus dead last in ownership. Mm-hmm. Clark Hunt, who is <laughs> he's winning Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. He's won back to back Super Bowls. And he's pocketing all the money. But what the players are saying is that they were, first of all, the upgrade that they got this year because they were an F last year. Mm-hmm. Was because their locker room, they had stools. They didn't have chairs with backs in their yeah. locker room. They got them chairs with backs this year. They were promised new locker rooms after 2022. They go and they win a Super Bowl, and they come back for the 2023 season. Nothing was done for facility upgrades for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is printing money right yes. now. Yes, literal, literal hundreds of millions into billions of dollars over the last couple of years. And what they are saying is that 
the organization outside of that, whether it's the weight room training staff, strength coaches, outside of Andy Reid and the coaches that are actually getting them ready for game day, mm-hmm. players are not happy with the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I mean, to be fair to Clark Hunt, he's clearly pouring that money into his wife. <laughs> She's a hot. And his daughter, mm-hmm. also. Miss Kansas. Uh-huh. Yes. But that, think of that. What a quarterback and a head coach can do for your organization. They, they can stave off cheap, wildly inefficient ownership. Well, because Also, the same thing can be true for Belichick and Brady. 100%. That's exactly they, they, it. They've countered it. But you also have th- the, the best perceived owners in the NFL. Ziggy Wilf, Minnesota Vikings. Stephen Ross, Miami Dolphins. And then you have Jeffrey Lurie of the Philadelphia Eagles, the Walton Penner family group of the Denver Broncos, and then Steve Biscotti of uh, of the Baltimore Ravens and Green Bay pa- Packers, which is, um, that would be and all 30,000 30, Con- people. Yeah, Shad Khan. Shad Khan. That, that, Shad Khan being on there surprised me. The worst owners, mm. the Bidwell family, which should not be any surprise. That's the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. ownership, which, I mean, they have lawsuits going against them from employees that aren't players, but former coaches uh, are suing the team, former uh, office employees in, in uh, uh Administrative employees are fire are suing the Bidwell family, but the other two worst owners: number one, Clark Hunt of the Kansas City Chiefs; mm-hmm. number three was the Rooney family. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers, which that has not always been the the message. The Rooney family has always been a stabilizing force um, for that organization. They've made savvy moves, but this goes back to. You're just cheap. And guess guess which families have owned teams the longest. for a really damn mm-hmm. long time? Yeah. The Hunt the family, Bidwells, the, the Bidwells, yeah. and the Roonies. Yeah, I mean, that's really what this is. Go go look at this, and it's all new, new ownership. The Broncos, new ownership. The Jaguars, new ownership. The Vikings, new ownership. The Dolphins, newer ownership. Like they, they haven't this these these they haven't been there for 50, 60, 80, multiple generations mm-hmm. through the team. I mean, even uh, the uh the Falcons, I mean, uh blank. Sold off. He's he's not the uh, sole proprietor anymore. He's got an ownership group now. Um, it, you just kind of go down the list, and that's kind of with well, the surprising one in here is the Benton family with the Saints. They're gonna, they got a B plus. They have they spend money. They do. They, that's that. But that's the counter to this is that they spend money there and they don't do it on the other team they own the Pelicans. And here's like the top two teams in, in overall in all 11 categories that were great in the feedback that they got from the players was the Miami Dolphins were number one because they have state-of-the-art facilities now. Stephen Ross, and, and make no mistake, look, Stephen Ross is paying everybody on that roster. So, of course, they're happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're going to be cutting a lot of guys, but they took this survey before all of these uh, cap casualties are happening. But also, the flip side of this is the team travel, the strength coaches, the weight room, the they're training staff, the training money room. Into it. It's all A's. That's exactly what the Minnesota Vikings are doing as well. But they, there is that, that disconnect with Miami where, do you trust them in the big one? Does Minnesota have the quarterback that can take them? Because the players love Kevin O'Connell. He was like ranked the second best coach in mm-hmm. the NFL by his own players. But you look at the top is, you go, huh, those are surprises. Miami and, and Minnesota being the best run organization. I just thought about this. One and two. The, the idea of the, those teams are too pampered. 
They're soft. They're soft. It, that, that, that's why the Chiefs uh, and the Patriots are winning. They, well, their cheapness is inspiring. It doesn't explain. Makes the you have to fight and claw for it. Los Angeles Chargers oh, because yeah. they're near the bottom. And the thing is, you have surprises at the top. The bottom ones, except for the Kansas City Chiefs, don't make sense. The 30th mm-hmm. um, best organization, according to the NFLPA's player survey, is the LA Chargers. Mm. Which. It, the, that, it, that family but, makes sense, but here's where it makes sense: is that their um, their treatment of families, which they've always been horrible yes. with that, in charging seventy five dollars for childcare, uh, that would be one. But their food and cafeteria was terrible. Their locker room was uh, graded down. Their facilities and their their weight room, they're still in a temporary facility, training facility. Yeah. So what's happening is they're going to be opening up. All of the things that they were graded down on, they're opening up a new facility that will have a caf- permanent cafeteria, new permanent weight room, brand new locker room, and all of those day to day things. Those right are going to be changing, but right now it does suck. So there's a you you can explain that one away. Mm-hmm. The Washington Commanders, all, all of those things that I just mentioned mm-hmm. about the um, Chargers, that's what the Commanders' gripes are. They just got new ownership where their ownership just jumped from an F to a B mm-hmm. uh, with Josh Harris. He's trying to find a new stadium, find a new permanent training facility. Which means you you end up building up all the other Build all those things. It. The team that just doesn't make sense in any of it is 31st, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They do the 31 out of 32, and they have zero excuses, cheap, and there's zero explanation for it. And that doesn't, like, it just doesn't Although, compute. There's, there's an explanation. It doesn't it's compute cheap. because of the fact that why would you not pour money into your business that is printing money right now mm-hmm. for you and make it a better product? Because right now they just gave Legarius Sneed the green light to go and explore trade options because they said yesterday they're going to franchise tag him or uh, let him go find a trade partner mm-hmm. for this next year. Well, he's gotten the green light to go and find a trade partner if he wants to go. So and doesn't want to play on the franchise tag, which means that decision between Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed, it's been made. It's been made, and it's Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a chink in the armor right there uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you have all of the facilities, you have the great quarterback, you have the great head coach, that keeps guys coming back, and that keeps that it keeps can be the, the stabilizing dynasty. force against everything, all of the stupid. That's one hundred percent correct, and that's what great leaders do. Is that it's. I don't like drawing the military line all that often, but like when you've got a good commander, if you if you've got somebody who will help you in the midst of not just the chaos, but in the midst of the dumb. I mean, in the, in the military, ninety eight percent of it is dumb, <laughs> dealing with dumb all the time, and having great leadership that that you know, that's the the old saying in the Air Force is you you get it when your rank goes up, you eventually get to the point where your your chevrons are turned upside down and those are the S deflectors. And you have the ability to take that on for your for your for your guys. All right. Uh Jody Allen, mm. Seattle Seahawks. C plus. C plus twenty third. Um, she receives a rating of 7.9 out of 10 from Seahawks players when considering her willingness to invest in the facilities. 23rd overall. Pete Carroll got an A. They fired him. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. The overall ranking for the Seahawks, 14th. Not too shit. Yeah. I'm middle of the league right there. Middle, that's if, exactly how they played this year. Yeah. And that's, Honestly, I think that's what you kind of want is you want, if you're investing in the team, you want them to do well. Yeah. Um, their highest marks were in 
their food and cafeteria, the nutritionist and di- dietitian, and their locker room. So taking care of players. Taking care of the players in that regard. Their lowest ratings were in training staff. That seems to be a common thread. Mm. Uh, training room and ownership. Where they're, where they're three, and they were 27th, 23rd, and 23rd. That's surprising. I would have figured that they would have, the staff would have matched the facilities. The biggest complaint across every single team was the lack of training staff available for one-on-one work. That was the one common thread. And I'm sure it's the NFLPA saying, spend more money there. Yeah, they say, and that was the lowest grade for the Seahawks, was yeah. not enough quality trainers limiting players' ability for one-on-one treatment or injury recovery and prevention. All right, so there you go. That's your, your NFLPA report summary. Coming up next... Caleb Williams, open to going to the Bears. But first, here's the big kahuna of the Sports Center update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you better read the signs, respect the law and order. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. There may not be a bigger story in the NFL draft. Then Caleb Williams right now. The will he, won't he go to Chicago? What is the mystery surrounding Caleb Williams? Not just will he, won't he go to Chicago, but just this vacuum that has created around Williams this past year at USC that was really filled by his father, who has been his business manager since he was a young teenager. There's some really interesting dynamics at play here. We know that his dad, Carl, who is a wealth manager in the D.C. area. Who's been essentially doing this. He's cultivated everything about Caleb Williams' career, image, marketing, personal coaching since he was 10 years old. He set out a plan when he was 10 years old for Caleb Williams to fulfill what he's doing right now. And to the credit of Carl... And Caleb Williams. It's worked. He's going to be the number one pick. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. He absolutely, everything they've done at every turn has worked to this point. But remember last summer there was that GQ article where Carl was quoted as saying something along the lines of, I've been doing this since he was 12 or 10 years old. Now I'm just going to give up. I'm supposed to give up and, and just let the NFL run it now. And was railing on the draft process. Mm-hmm. That is helicopter parent red flag yes. city right there. It's not Todd Marinovich beating the hell out of his kid type no. stuff, but the the business control and it's not it's not wanting to take the money for himself. So it's just having control of Caleb's business. That article put a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths because that was where the whole you know he could always come back for another year mm-hmm. at USC. That's, where, that's he, where it came from. If the team didn't want to draft him, that wasn't from Caleb's mouth. No. That was from. His father's mouth. Mm-hmm. And this is where we have two stories that are kind of conflicting everything that his dad has said. And they come from Caleb Williams himself. The Athletic has a piece up right now where they go into detail about how scouts have said that when they went and visited USC and they brought up the comments from the GQ article, like immediately after they happened, Caleb Williams was seemed surprised and genuinely surprised. Said, "Why would I say that? Who would say that?" And they were like, "Well, y- your dad, <laughs> you know." Oh. and he was like, uh, "Oh, there's an ESPN article up right now that that 
was talking to Caleb Williams said, if I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. If they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'll be just as excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, talented offense, and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. Caleb Williams has always said the right things almost at every turn, but it kind of seems like all of the smoke surrounding him is coming from his dad. Yes. And... That is the problematic thing when you think of, okay, how far is this going to go when he gets drafted? Because you could sit there and say, oh, he'd go to Chicago. What a dysfunctional place. Like Washington is going to be better for him? The hope hope there being, of course, new ownership. Like New England with Gerard Mayo, who's a defensive-minded first-year head coach and a brand-new first-year general manager who's in place. Who And an organization that, while stable... Notoriously cheap. Yes, Notoriously, and, and they—they the NFLPA chart that we just went through. The Patriots were one of the worst, and this is where you just go. What is their what is their play going to be? Because are they going to try to like strong arm to get drafted by Dallas? That's not going to work. No. And if they did do that, they'd have to trade every single pick that they own in perpetuity yes. in order to get him, and then they'd suck. Like, w- would they be better with him over Dak? It, is that the route that they want to go? I, and this is where it's like, if Caleb Williams were just to be himself, I don't think there would be controversy no, about the number so one either. pick. It would be the he would be the slam dunk, and it's not being started by him. It's by the guy who's been cultivating this image in this life since he was ten years old and living vicariously through him. And this thing, through the descriptions in the athletic piece, it sounds like he's he's done what's best for Caleb. Oh, yeah. He's hired the best coaches, made sure he was in the best schools and in the, the best programs it, every step of the way. It has not been a the helicopter parenting in the, in the sense of the, um, the Little League dad who's strangling the umpire. Well, and, and that's why I said, like, to their credit, they've been successful yes. in everything that they've and done. And that's the thing is that's that's where I think this is a little bit different. But also, it this image and these these thoughts and these ideas are penetrating front offices, and you have not just coaches but general managers and owners who are going, "What are we getting into with him?" Yeah, because everything that Caleb does is packaged. And you know, if you read through the athletic piece, they they try to get other people on record and they, they get people on record who are wanting to remain anonymous because they're with teams and they're at, they don't, they haven't been given the, uh, oh, yeah, okay they can't. To, yeah. But they've reached out to Carl Williams and Caleb Williams through Carl directly and Caleb through his PR firm, because Caleb has not signed an agent, Mm-mm. which I'm always leery of that because thinking, you know, better than a power agent, you don't, with your first contract being slotted, number one pick being slotted, mm-hmm. but there's still I mean there you are have certain time things to that, work through it and and work it out and have a legal representative. But I always I always worry about that stuff because that's why those guys get the seven percent because they they do things that you oh, don't sure. know how to do. Even if you're a very successful wealth fund manager, like there it's they are different worlds. So I'm I raise an eyebrow at that stuff. Yeah. Because and GMs do too. Like, oh, you think you know how to do this better? Like, this is a different world, dude. You don't know football better. You don't know how this works better. This is what we do. And I think that's where a lot of the disconnect is coming from. Is 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 this Caleb doing this, or is this, or does is is it just his dad? Because if if Caleb thinks he knows better, that's a problem. 
You know what I mean? Like that's that's not that's not being open to being coached. That's not open to you know going somewhere or not being open to being developed. Then you start having all those problematic check marks well, and you start going down the board. Like, yeah, and I don't the, think that he's that guy. And I, I honestly think one of the biggest red flags that we've seen is not been the GQ article or the Bears thing that w- was um, kind of floated out there. It was the Bears comment that Colin Cowherd had mm-hmm. because we all know where Colin got it from. It was, it was from Carl. It was from Carl, and he called it Caleb's camp. Yeah. Did not want to go to Chicago, and then immediately had to backtrack it because he said I had talked to people in in Caleb Williams' camp who said he did not want to go and play for the Chicago Bears, and then immediately the next day was like, uh oh, because the NFL ain't gonna play nice. They don't like that. They do not like that. They, they don't. They don't want the Eli Manning, and then they don't want one of their oldest families in one of their biggest cities. Look, it's one thing to do it in San Diego. And I think one of the things <laughs> Can't do it in Chicago. that uh, is going to be the question that starts popping up, and it's completely unfair to Caleb Williams because he has never alluded to anything else, but this is where the conversation will go. Who cares more about Caleb Williams' NFL future, Caleb or his father? Yeah. And that that's completely unfair to Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. That will be a, it, oh, a it's narrative being, being absolutely hammered over the next two months. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting discussion, especially with, with uh, Caleb Williams showing up at the Combine today and, and doing interviews with teams and what those interviews get leaked out as. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get more on that tomorrow. All right, coming up next, we'll put a nice little bow on today's show before we hand you off to Isaac and Suit. Come up here next on Danny and Dusty, Tenny the Fan. on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Well, it was on this date in 1989, 35 years ago, the television show Coach debuted. Yes! Ran 200 episodes over nine seasons, the last episode airing May 14th, 1997. Look at that. Uh, The last couple seasons were really bad. The Orlando Breakers. I didn't remember them adopting a kid. Yes, They had had to spice it up a little bit. That happened, Uh, but... They had so many memorable episodes and great storylines about just having, first of all, three coaches on a college football team is wild. You had Hayden Fox, <laughs> Luther Van Dam, <laughs> and Dauber. And it was like, that that's all they had. And they yeah. also had like nine players on their team, which was fantastic. Offense, yeah. defense, special teams. But that's the Minnesota State Screaming Eagles... Hmm. They they were electric, and yeah. we all knew it. Howard was a was a putz. That guy was an, a, a damn idiot running the university and the athletic department. But you know what? You respected Howard. It was a precursor to the Pac-12. You, per- yeah, it really was. It really was. I love that show so much. Why don't we have any more shows rooted in sports? I I don't know. That's like, a great question. Like there's this no, is the thing. Ted Lasso was a absolute banger, and no, yet it was phenomenal. What, what? What? I'm asking for more copies, Hollywood. But sports are the only program that people watch. People mm-hmm. obviously love sports. Give me more sitcoms that are sports related. Hell, even Dan Connor, formerly playing for the Bears in Roseanne. Yes, right? <laughs> you know, just give me something tangential. Give, give me some Blue you know, Mountain State, man. You can. Yeah, that was a show that I watched a couple episodes of. Yeah. Friday Night Lights, smashing success. Tremendous four, stuff. Four touchdowns, one game. Al, Al friggin' Bundy. Bundy. 
who you have a a Polk High 33 jersey that mm. you jersey you wear. I remember standing in line at a concession stand at a hops game, and the guy behind the bar he goes, "Hey, Al Bundy, what I can what can I get you?" <laughs> I love I like it. it. But give me more sports shows. I'm I'm all for it. Yes. And that show was brilliant. They talked about rebooting it a handful of years ago, mm. and it it would have. It would have worked. With Nelson. Speaking of reboots, they're redoing the Naked Gun. Oh, who? Liam Neeson. But uh, Seth MacFarlane is going to be producing, and I forgot who the director is. But can it's another like. Can Liam Neeson be that good dumb and funny? Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know I mean, what? Well, you know ne- what? Uh, no, Ted. no. Leslie Nielsen was before. He was like a. He was a serious actor the, before. The, theatrical actor. But also remember, Liam Neeson did Ted Two. With the the yeah. tricks, yeah. I've been led. I've been led to believe this serial is just for kids. That's what I bet you. That's where that bit came. Like where he gets picked for this with Seth MacFarlane. Hmm. All right, I like that. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm leaning into it now. Well, up next, you got four hours of power. Their mouth to your ears is prime time with Isaac and Souk. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you Thursday from noon to three right here on 1080 The Fan. If you missed any of today's show, mm. check it out on the podcast Odyssey and 1080thefan.com. Good hour with uh, Ian Carmel in studio. Especially the part with Kansas and BYU. Mm, bye! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.